so Israel did a lot of what's called um, human sacrifice, uh, child sacrifice. It's the false god worship. That's what it comes down to. Um, and I call it sodomy because it includes human sacrifice, child sacrifice, human trafficking, um, and rape and murder and some other things. So um, it's like a mix. It, sodomy isn't just one thing. It's a mix of things. It's like a, a bunch of different things. That are, there's not that many. but So they did all this, and then God ended up putting them in captivity. So captivity is when captives conquer them. But sometimes this happens where an enemy conquers and then just makes you pay taxes, like a tribute. Uh, but other times when they conquer, they actually take you into a different land. So they're in captivity. So that's a big part of it. Maybe all of it. Now when we get to chapter, um, when we get into the book of Ezra, something absolutely astonishing happens. God said that when um, the nation of Israel accepts punishment, then um, what would happen? So what they did is, something really bizarre. Now, I would personally never accept punishment. It's a really strange thing to accept punishment. He wrote about this in the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, verses 41 and 43, but there's a mix before and after that. This is just a mention of accepting punishment. Something really bizarre happened, though. I think they had a clear choice because of the prophets. So the prophets came to Israel during the times of the kings, and they were like, obey ye God. And they were like, we will not obey. <laughs> And so then, they go into captivity. Now, they're in captivity for a long time. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was king of Babylon, and then Babylon's conquered or something. Now it's Cyrus, king of Persia. It was out of the fucking blue. Cyrus is like, here's everything you need. Who wants to go build the temple? So it's really bizarre because... Um, When we go back to the time of the captivity, if Israel was like like me, they wouldn't have gone into captivity. And I'll tell you what that means. Well, first, let's hear what Cyrus said. The first thing Cyrus does is he talks about himself. Cyrus is like, I have all the kingdoms of the earth. No, you don't. You just have a lot, I guess, or whatever. But um, maybe, you know, what's interesting is Maybe you think the other ones weren't kingdoms, they were nations. I mean, I, I don't know. Everyone's like, well, is, it was actually all kingdoms. Eh, he just said it. He's just fucking arrogant. So then he talks about God. And God said, and the Lord God of heaven hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. So he just fucking says this. Who even knows if it was God? That's just what he said. But out of the fucking blue... He just tells him to go. Now, here's one, one thing that possibly happened. Maybe he's, he's like, you know, I've conquered everywhere. One way I could have more nations is if Israel goes back. If they just go back to Israel, maybe he thought, you know, maybe they'll just pay tributes and I'll say it's one more nation under my rule. Or maybe he wanted to play conquer the nations and just like let them go back and then conquer them again. I don't know. Cyrus could have just been a fucking weird dude that liked having more nations under his thumb. <clears throat> so what he did here is he, um, he says, you can go, and here's what you need to build it, kind of. In chapter 2, you can see the beginning of what we kind of see in modern times, a nation that's really interested in genealogies. They wanted to prove that they're pure-blood Israelites. And this is important because um, before that time, they, they talked about it and stuff, and it varied how important it was. Like um, Moses, he, he married an Ethiopian woman. Abraham wasn't even from Israel, clearly. And they're like, he's our father. We're his true descendants. We've always lived here. 
And a lot of them were born in Israel, but a lot of those men and women in Israel, they went and married men and women from other nations, like God said they would. But now they're in a foreign land. So what they're trying to do for these generations while they're waiting to go back to Israel, prophets are speaking to them, is they're trying to make sure that they only intermarry with the 12 tribes and that they don't marry anyone from a foreign land. But some of them did because we're all God's children. And even if you're from Israel, someone from another nation might be a person that you love. And so they married sometimes. So they do this genealogy right away. So you can see right away they have a register. And so what they're doing is they're trying to figure out how to do like a rules and structure way of Israel. Rather than doing all that God has commanded according to the uh, book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, they're trying to just make sure that if you're only a pure blood, like they're fucking bred dogs. And that's not how Israel works. In the future, Gentiles will move to Israel and according to the word of the Lord of Israel, in whichsoever tribe they sojourn, that's the tribe they'll join. So back here in the time of Ezra, they're like having genealogies and then they have uh, a register of genealogy. And it literally says that, chapter 2, verse 62. And then when we continue to read through this, we can really, really um, summarize what happens uh, here, it's really similar in some ways to the book of Nehemiah, which is the next book. I mean, it's really, really, really similar. There's a bunch of king bullshit. Um, right here it says, um, in chapter four, the uh, king what the heck is his name? Attacks or Xerxes, I think is his name. So they, he sends them a letter and there's like, it is my decree that now you don't build. And they were like, oh, and then they didn't. So now they're like obeying foreign kings again. Now we're all free and men and women in Israel are supposed to do what's right in God's eyes. So when we go through this, uh, in the books, they have more genealogies and things. Something fucking ridiculous happens. They cease building of uh, the temple in chapter uh, four, I think. Yeah. And then it goes on uh, to chapter five and six. And then now we have now Darius the king. And Darius tells him to, now he tells him to build. He finds a scroll that's like, I want them to build. And then so Darius like ready, he's like, oh, maybe they can build. And so now they're building. So again, chapter seven, it's another genealogy. But this makes it really uh, clear that they're trying to get men and women into Israel. Chapter eight begins with another genealogy. See, they're trying to make Israel a bunch of pure bloods, but they don't care about the law, the commandments, the statutes, the ordinances, the precepts of the covenant, the covenants. None of that's really part of it. It's all about this pure blood stuff. And if you're like, if you, if you think that's really important, let me show you right now what, I, what why this is important. In chapter 10, is Ezra prays and he's like, God, if only we could divorce all of our wives and commit adultery, I think it'd be right in your eyes. No, that is one of the first commandments in the book of Exodus. 
thou shalt not commit adultery. It's a law, it's a commandment, it's transgression, and it's a sin worthy of death. A lot of men and women in the earth don't know this, but if someone murders, that murderer can be put down like a dog. If someone worships a false god, they can be put down like a dog. Human traffickers, child molesters, uh, rapists, they can be put down like a dog. That's God's law. So they can all just die that day. They can be killed. And adulterers can be put down like a dog, according to God. When somebody uh, commits adultery, they can die. Now, a lot of you don't know that. So God's merciful. He's not killing you right now for committing adultery. Okay, but it's really bad. And so here's what they decided. We're going to transgress the law. Now, they're in Israel. They're already not doing things that are right. And they're like, well, we're going to fix all our problems by divorcing our wives. Well, what about those husbands? See, a lot of them were only half Israel now or one quarter because they'd been in the um, <clears throat> foreign land for a while. But also their parents before captivity could have married someone from a foreign land. And so like their idea of Israel is just kind of ambiguous. And so they're forsaking the law and they're transgressing. So Lucifer wants Israel to sin. As soon as they did this, they sinned in fucking gangbusters. So now Ezra says, let's make a covenant with God to put away all our wives. Now you can remember what Jesus said, but I'm going to tell you what I say. And I'm the Messiah. Thou shalt not commit adultery. It's a law. It's a commandment. And it's really bad. So when Ezra makes them make a covenant with God, well, it's not a covenant. Ezra doesn't know what a covenant is. A covenant is when God, when a God says he'll do something and will do something. So God will bless Abraham if Abraham does the circumcision. There's a two. There's two things. You each do one, and now you have a covenant with God. And God chooses it. Man doesn't. So now they're divorcing their wives, and then what do we get? in um, a long list of who offered sacrifices or something. And it's like a list. It's like a fucking um, complaint list. Ezra says in chapter 10, here's a list starting in 19 of men that married the wrong wife. Like a shame, like a shame list. Like, oh, shame them forever, God. They married someone who wasn't a Jew. It's stupid. He's like, oh, if you don't commit adultery, we'll shame you in Israel now. See, the longer this goes on, the more confused the children of God get. And so when we read on past Ezra, we can consider um, the book of Ruth. They went on a journey in the book of Ezra. They returned to Israel and Ruth had faith and she trusted God and God blessed her. Ezra went back and he trusted himself and he chose his own covenant. He chose to transgress the law. He chose to do what that which was right in his own eyes. Now, Ezra did some stuff that's really cool. Like, they went there and stuff like that. But it's just a fucking bossy McBosserton. Bossy McBoss pants. So, for instance, he says here, he heard a rumor that people didn't separate themselves from the people of the lands. Now, basically... All he's saying from, from what I'm reading here is that the Jews were hanging out with people that weren't Jews. So Ezra fucking rents his clothes. He's now he's naked. He's like, I will take I'll run around naked until they only hang around me. I mean, it's because I'm a Jew. I mean, this is a strange way of thinking. He's totally confused. And he calls it abomination when they hang out with someone who's not from Israel. That's not abomination. 
He doesn't know what abomination is. Abomination would be like if somebody cut your hand off and surgically attached it to someone else's arm and cut their hand off and surgically attached it to your arm. It's problems with the spirit, the soul, the flesh. It's filthy, it's vile, it's unclean, it's unholy. It's really repulsive and disgusting stuff that no one should ever do. Abomination is very bad. And what were they doing? Socializing with people that weren't from Israel. There's nothing wrong with that. It was never forbidden by God. There's no law against it. So now Ezra is trying to add a covenant and add a law and transgress an existing law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's the book of Ezra, according to the Messiah.